been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 491 of the Recruiting Future podcast. We're still only just at the start of 2023, but it's already clear that it will be another challenging and complex year for talent acquisition. With so much disruption, TA leaders must be able to prove their value to the business. One area where we're seeing this happen is internal mobility, where the line between talent acquisition and talent management is getting a bit blurry as employers look at talent more holistically. My guest this week is Manjuri Sinha, Global Director of Talent Acquisition at OLX. Manjuri recently helped launch a highly successful internal talent marketplace called OLX Explore. In our conversation, she shares some of the strategies used to deal with the significant challenges around internal mobility and has some great advice to share with TA leaders who want to prove the value of their teams. Hi Manjuri and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. I'm super excited to be here. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please, could you introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? I'm Manjari Sinha, and uh, I lead talent acquisition, employer branding, and onboarding for OLX Group. Uh, I've been in the field of HR for about 19 plus years, worked across different organizations like Accenture, Zalando, Hewlett Packard, um, lived across uh, India, Sweden. Germany and call Berlin home right now. And when I'm not not chasing my fictitious and virtual pandas, I'm actually um, also uh, dedicating time to conferences, networking, uh, and co-authoring uh, some books which I've already done. So I'm definitely super excited to be speaking to you, Matt, right now. Fantastic. And uh, we met earlier in the year when we were on a panel together at Unleash in Paris. And it was really interesting to to work with you and hear about some of the things you were doing. So great to have you on the podcast. I suppose just to start off with, give us a bit of background and tell us a little bit about what OLX does and what some of your recruitment challenges are. Yeah. um, So at OLX, uh, Matt, we are 10,000 plus people passionate about building marketplace ecosystems Um, enabled by tech, powered by trust, and loved by our customers. Um, We also prevail in the same ecosystem and environment like most other tech companies, um, and hence we are faced with uh, certain challenges uh, right now, given the uh, macro and microeconomics that we are going through. Um, It's an interesting way to look at things as well, I guess. Um, So we see a lot of news about uh, impact on big tech right now, We see impact if we look at the data recently, about 200,000 plus people have been impacted um, in big tech alone uh, with layoffs since the beginning of this year. Um, If you see those numbers pretty big, it it sounds a lot, right? However, the reality lies under the covers a little bit. So when we look at the unemployment rates, especially for countries like US or UK, they are at record low. When we really go deep dive and see the impact on folks who have been laid off, uh, the core professionals in engineering or product or even in data science, they are not really impacted as much. And even if the folks who are impacted, 
do get a lot of opportunities right after they announce the, uh, the impact, etc., on social media. Um, and this is it's it's also still interesting that there's a huge supply demand gap in technology and certain other professions in the world. We still will see tech companies dipping into the same pools. A lot of companies will look at uh, because you know cash being scarce will also look at cheaper uh, countries per se for talent or at least the ones which are perceived to be cheaper for talent. So everybody would be dipping into the same pool and still kind of creating a, um, uh, a talent uh, competition per se. And uh, we'll also see certain other companies. We recently saw the big four announcing, for example, EY has gone on a hiring spree and they've announced that they're going to hire 22,000 plus people. So the challenge for hiring or the war for talent will not end just because we've had a lot of noise and news around layoffs. And that is going to be a challenge for all, all TA leaders to come up with. I think that's really interesting because there's been so much talk of this big tech winter and all these kind of layoffs. But as you say, if you look at the underlying issues, it's still a huge challenge for for, for many, many employers. And I'm guessing it's still going to be a, a huge challenge as, as we move into 2023. Absolutely, Matt. And I think it's not, uh, it's nowhere lost that we will have as TA leaders or even HR leaders across the industry we'll still have our purse strings very tight. Whenever we look at certain, um, most of the companies are looking at a faster path to profitability today. Affordability in organizations has become a very, very key question. And when such initiatives happen, the first witch hunt obviously begins either from the sales or advertising budget or even talent acquisition budgets. So it'll become very hard for talent acquisition leaders and HR leaders um, to look at FI, you know, to look at next year when we talk about 2023 or look at even 2024, maybe till the tables turn around a bit. I, I actually foresee most of uh, talent acquisition leaders having to do more with less, in a sense, having lesser agility as such uh, in terms of lesser budgets, maybe also spreading across and having a balance between um, RPO support and internal in, in-house support, etc., um, things like focus on diversity hiring or focus on higher expensive recruitment marketing will become a luxury, at least for the next one year is what I foresee. And also during these these kind of downtimes or these sort of economic headwinds, and it, it seems to be perhaps panning out differently from country to country as well. Obviously, the, the focus is very much on TA and what it does for the business. How can the TA leaders, you know, the, the TA leaders who are listening, how can they, how would you advise that they can prove their value to the businesses during, you know, potentially tough times? Absolutely. I think I see a silver lining in all of this as well. And this is a lot of conversation um, historically that we have had on the fact that should TA have this have a seat at the table, should we claim a seat at the table, um, etc. And I think we we see that playing out right now. We can definitely have a lot of value created through initiatives and um, and being super innovative in our approach. A uh, couple of examples could be via automation. So uh, really stop throwing people at the problem and look at uh, certain uh, redundant activities that could be automated and making them productive in that manner. Uh, other activities are things that we've been we've neglected for some time because we were looking at 
really high ramp ups and everybody was looking and okay let's go and get talent from the market and uh, let's go and get the um, you know high bar of talent from our competitors and etc cetera, etc cetera. what we've really really overlooked in the past years is our internal pool of talent and this is a very uh, you know it's it's a it's an opportune area for uh, some of us leaders to look at um, and i can definitely take it take an example of what we've done recently in our organization uh with the launch of something uh, what we call as OLX Explore which is an internal uh talent marketplace that we came up with to address this very uh challenge in the organization to uh, encourage folks to move internally maybe if i extend that also it's interesting external studies for example be it mckinsey or what we hear from even speakers like josh person um have said that we have more people leaving organizations during the great resignation the great retrition and the different terminologies that we heard um uh, because of lack of career opportunities uh and this was also interesting for us when we looked within the organization looked at our exit interview survey results this was also one of the things that came up as one of uh, the top reasons for people leaving um and we decided to take a look at it and and address it within the organization as well a quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com pod. That's www dot w o n o l o dot com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers i mean i think that's really interesting because i became very much aware at the start of the pandemic when lots of companies thought that they were going to be losing losing ta teams or leaving staff losing people within their within their businesses that focusing on that internal mobility was was very important it was kind of on everyone's wish list to do but then people seem to kind of run into problems with really understanding the skills that they they had within their business and really kind of getting those internal marketplaces going how have you what sort of challenges have you come up against putting putting yours in place and what are some of the ways that you've overcome that Absolutely that's a very good question Matt. Um I think the first and foremost challenge is sponsorship. Um till you hit the wall it is not understood that it's uh, internal mobility is is a problem in the organization. The first and foremost aspect here is to get the buy-in from the uh, senior most leadership, your executive team or your management team or your even a CEO for that matter. Um and that is driven by uh, arguments and and data on cost saving. It's interesting to see there's a there's a data available as per HCMI that internal hires cost 18% less 
21% less, these internal hires are 21% less likely to leave the organization in the first one year. Um, and they're also highly likely to reach their uh, time to productivity faster. It is also seen that 41% uh, folks in the organization uh, stay along with the organization 41% longer if you actually have an internal hiring process and a successful one at that. So the first thing is to look at your internal data and present it to your executive uh, decision makers and get their buy-in and ensure that the sponsorship comes from the right you know, right at the top, whether it be the CEO or the management team. In our case, it directly came from the CEO himself, uh, and it really, really helped us in uh, pushing the program forward. The second aspect would be going to the populations um, within the organization, checking whether there is a, this is felt as a pain and what is uh, the pain exactly. When you say, you know, we've had challenges or heard of challenges from people on how to roll this out, it's very important to understand what are these challenges. We launched a survey prior to uh, going ahead and designing OLX Explorer as a product. Uh, and this survey told us that we literally had three problems. One was awareness, that is people were not even aware there's a program like this. Um, and they didn't know how to look at the jobs or where can they find the jobs. The second one was access, which means that, yes, I can, I'm probably based in India in our OLX office, but I want to apply to a position in Portugal. How can I do that? Who will encourage me to do that? Number one. And number two, uh, if I do that, will I get any kind of relocation support or not? So how do I make it accessible? And the third is enablement. And this was very interesting because this needed a lot of mind shift change. This came from the fact that one of the biggest inhibitions for internal movement for were people's managers. They were really not very comfortable in discussing this with their managers that I want to try and, um, you know, try another opportunity within the organization. They found it easier to look out and move out of the organization. So when we look at, looked at these three aspects, we decided to address these three aspects as a part of the product that we offer and reduce any kind of obstacles uh, from the path for people, increase, you know, we tied up with uh, Degreed as a platform, uh, ensure that we can have, you know, higher publishing of the jobs regularly, which are internal. We also decided to publish our jobs internally first and then go externally. So look at people, look at the talent internally first and then go out into the market as well. Um, so yeah, so reducing those obstacles were really, really key for the success of the program, plus the sponsorship from uh, from the top. And uh, we saw humongous success uh, just after the launch of the program. We've seen an increase in uh, applications, internal applications by 50, 52% month on month. And we've also seen an increase in internal hires by 43% month on month, which was really, really encouraging for the organization. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing results there. What role has technology played in that? I think you mentioned the sort of the technology you're using there. How important is technology in, in making that work for you? I think it's, it plays a, a big role. So it, it has to be hand in hand with, with the uh, change management with the mind shift change as well, for sure. Um, uh, I, I won't say that that's not important, but technology is important because the as as we as we saw that a lot of people didn't know where to access the jobs on, and we have offices and teams based out um, in different countries across the world. So very important for us to have one platform 
Uh, also very important for us to ensure that we can automate uh, when the jobs go live, etc. Um, the other aspect of the tool which we are in the process of exploring is uh, skill matching as well. So in this case, you have internal employees who can update their skills and they would start getting recommendation for the internal jobs vis-a-vis -vis, vis -vis their skills and, and their expertise as well. This part of the platform we haven't explored as yet. We are still working out the implementation of the same with Degreet. So it's right at the start of 2023. You know, we've talked about the the challenges in the market, the challenges with budgets, and how TA leaders can can really prove their value and uh, you know really kind of accelerate the, the the whole sense of internal mobility within organisations. Just to look into the future, if you were to look ahead a couple of years, so I don't know, twenty beginning of 2025, bearing in mind the the, the kind of the, the massive disruptive evolution that talent acquisition has been through in the last two years. What do you think the future looks like? What is the TA function of 2025 going to be like when hopefully we've, we've moved on from the economic issues that we're currently having? Excellent question, Matt. I think thanks for also making me look into the future like that. A um, couple of uh, things that I have been noticing uh, right now, um, and I think this takes me to 2025, um, I foresee the TA architecture to change a lot. Two changes that I see is in the, in the way that teams are designed right now, we are looking at a lot of operational designing. We look at recruiting, we look at sourcing, we look at TA ops. Um, we need to move away from this and also bring in the strategic part of uh, the talent piece in this. And I foresee there is a thin line between talent acquisition and talent development and management. I foresee that line blurring further. There would be things, I mean, I, I just shared with you, I, I already take care of onboarding in my organization, which is also a piece which in some organization actually sits with the talent management team. Um, I see this line blurring and I see that the role of a recruiter will evolve. It will not, it will not just stop at uh, sourcing and hiring and getting the talent through the door, but it will be further into org design. It will be further into advising on what, uh, what kind of benefits are we, benefits packages are we looking at. It will be further into the whole piece of, yes, we can bring in the talent, we can rotate the talent, but we can also retain the talent in certain ways by helping upscaling, by helping these org design, et cetera, strategies as well. So I see, oh, I definitely foresee the role and the entire TA team architecture evolving through the next two years. Manjuri, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me here. My thanks to Manjuri. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast, and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.